0: So how do we construct and maintain the illusory world? The illusory world of my problems, my solutions, challenges, situations, relationships, work issues, personal issues, emotional issues, spiritual issues. How do we remain hypnotized by these narratives, these tropes? This is what I want to explore in this video. First of all, it's important to recognize that this is happening, what I'm talking about here. What I'm talking about here is the internal hypnotic narrative of the mind that feels so binding, feels so real, feels so ongoing, feels like you. If you don't recognize that that is false in some way, that it's unsatisfying, that it's somehow based in delusive perception, then the further exploration will be challenging. However, if that resonates, that there's something off about that, something not quite right about how we perceive everything, really. Then this exploration will be available, maybe interesting to you. So the first thing I want to say about it is, there's some good news here. The good news is when you see that all of that, that world. The world of problems and challenges and later when and seeking and spirituality has a cure for the problem of my life. When you see all of that is thought based, somehow structured in perceptions and consciousness in the mind, then you realize it's right here. The problem, so to speak, that needs to be addressed or the misperception that you want to address is actually right here in this moment. Right now. It's not later on when you watch another video or when you meet a certain teacher or when you feel better or when conditions line up right or when you're meditating. It's not. It's right now. You have access to everything. You have access to this world of illusion this world of confusion, this world of struggle, this world of time. You also have access to seeing that that is nothing but a construct, nothing but a fabrication or a series of fabrications. That's also right here. You have access to that. You have access to this clarity that is pervading everything. This quiet, unmoving, unhindered, ineffable, impossible to talk about. Clarity, it's right here. You have access to that at all times. But most importantly, at this time, here it is. So everything you need to do this deep investigation is here. All the components, the components that are illusory, the components that are distorting in perception, The components that are clear, the ability to deconstruct that binding experience into that narrative, that dream, that bad dream, the dream of struggle. All access is here. So let's investigate. Just consider any big challenge whatever it is that seems to be going on. Could be a certain kind of distraction. Could be a certain type of self-perception. Could be a perception about another, or the world, or a situation, or a job, or a relationship, or a boss, or a child, or a parent, or an illness. What is it for you? What is it for you that's heavy right now, that's distracting, taking up space in your consciousness? It feels compelling, like you have to sort it out, figure it out, navigate it. Can't look away from it. It's that important. Find it. It's usually pretty obvious. Now, for some people, they may not have this right now. They may feel profoundly and deeply at ease, which is great. Perfect, nothing to do then. But there's an alertness to that, that ease, such that if anything does arise, or something starts to contract or feel heavy, fixated, stuck, unclear, then you have this access immediately. There's a knowing that whatever arises, however it arises, even something uncomfortable, it's perfectly okay. It's in its place. It has a purpose here. And the purpose is clear seeing. So. Let's just start where we are. This first veil, that problem, that challenge, that fixation, that stuckness could be a, an internal experience or a state that you're wrestling with, like anxiety or depression, or just feeling stuck, just feeling heavy, feeling shame. Maybe, maybe it's an emotion, feeling doubt, uncertainty, curiosity, but also confusion. It could be any combination of these. Start there and just feel into that, feel the texture of that. Do you see how it feels sort of uncomfortable in a certain way, a little stuck? Maybe it feels like you're compelled to do something about it, or maybe even compelled to avoid it, run from it, distract. So those are all qualities of the texture of the experience. Are there any other qualities of the texture of this experience? Maybe a bit of emptiness. Maybe something mixed in that really doesn't feel like it needs to be fixed, moved, changed, adjusted, gotten rid of, figured out. Just there. Just here. Just clear. So notice that as well, part of the experience. Notice the sensations in the body. How does the body feel right now? Does one part of the body feel sort of contracted or tense? Sometimes the body moves into a certain conformation, a certain pattern of tension when we regard a certain thought form or perceptual experience. So feel that, feel what the body feels like. Maybe move it around for a minute, just kind of let it find a different equilibrium. Let it relax a little more. Let any area of tension kind of relax itself. So this is how we just look through and notice the components of experience. Notice all of this is here. It's right here for you. You don't have to go out to another person to another situation, another time, another moment, or another place to find everything you need to access clarity, truth, peace. It's right here. So now let's return to this feeling of the problem, whatever it is, the problem of your life in this moment. Again, it could be an emotion, a feeling, a lack of motivation, a feeling of burnout, a job situation, a relationship situation, a financial situation, a health situation. Feel the texture of that. does it feel any different now that we've explored these other areas. Does it feel a little less stuck, a little less fixed? It may or may not, and it's okay either way. We're not judging that. But if it does feel a little less stuck, maybe a little more spacious, we've learned something. That by exploring other aspects of our experience right now, not trying to discard or fix anything, but just exploring other aspects, other avenues, other sense fields, particularly the body, the body sense, things just start to feel a little different. We might notice that we have a sense that, oh, I don't really have to go somewhere, I can kind of address this right now. I have what I need, I have the resources right here. The resource is your attention, your interest, your curiosity. So that in and of itself is a huge revelation when it hits. Because you can go back through this as many times as you want. And just follow the steps I already laid out. Or you can take it further. but. The first way works too. If you want to take this further, we're going to look at this problem, this contraction, this perceived issue, whatever it is. And now we're going to see, does it have a thought component? Does it feel like it's a thought, like a belief? Sometimes it can be boiled down to a single statement, like if only X was different or fixed or better or whatever, then I would feel okay. Right, my job was fixed or the problem at work was fixed or the problem with my partner was fixed or my mood was fixed or anything, my health. Sometimes it's a statement like that. Not always that easy, but sometimes. Now we just look at that and say, that's a thought. It's a belief right now. So let's look at what that is. What is the belief actually made of? What is that thought made of? Directly, experientially. Let's move attention through it, kind of explore it. Does it feel a little spacious? Almost like there's a substance in which that thought is arising or floating or appearing. I'm not trying to imagine, we're trying to like come into contact with it. Almost like a cloud in the sky. If you're fixated on the cloud, you can overlook the sky. If you kind of move closer to the cloud and feel into the cloud material, it starts to look like the surrounding sky. It doesn't look so different, it doesn't feel so different. So we can do this. We can kind of explore the nature of thought and belief itself. The beliefs that are core to this challenge, problem, contraction, whatever. And this, again, just like the first series of steps, you could explore this ongoing. This may be the only place you need to go. You can find this space here and see that it's actually infinite. It includes every problem, every thought, every belief, and no belief at all. It includes the experience of just being aware, being the knowing. If you can just rest in that, often that's a very powerful experience or revelation. Take as much time as you want with that. It's a meditative practice. We can also move on. When we see that there's this thought, belief, structure that looks like this big problem, could be about my past, could be about my childhood, could be about literally anything. But once we've identified it and it feels like, yeah, that's it, that's the kind of the core of what's bothering me right now. And maybe it's been bothering me a long time. Maybe it's been there a while may not be the only issue that arises but right now it's the prominent one and we can see that it, it's a thought or a belief or maybe a sort of sort of collection of beliefs with a lot of traction traction to get us to buy into it now notice if it's a thought or belief it's fabricated simply and it's an object of experience Now, if this stuff doesn't make sense, this latter part, don't worry about it. Go back to some of the earlier approaches. But if it does make sense, if you can see through this, this becomes a very powerful exploration. Realize this is fabricated. Not by anyone specific or not really by you, but it is fabricated. The sense that there's this big thing to engage and it feels like an object. Feels like it's kind of out there somewhere. Yeah? And it's got a whole set of rules by which I need to navigate it that I've learned over time, through conditioning, through experience, etc. And I'm bound to it somehow. I'm bound into those rules as long as I don't see it as a construct or a fabrication. But the moment I really see it as a fabrication, it starts to look two-dimensional. Like, from one angle, it's solid, big, it's a problem. I need to pay attention to it. Kind of shifting the angle, all of a sudden, it doesn't look much like anything. It's just a perception. It's a certain view or a set of views that make it feel compelling, important out there. Now, once you see that, there's one other step to this. This is sometimes the trickier step, but can be really, really transformative when you see it. That is to look back here look at the one that feels like it's engaging that object of experience, that object, that problem, that fabrication, there's a sense of someone to whom that fabrication refers. There's a sense of someone who has to respond to that fabrication. We've already seen that it's a fabrication, so guess what? The sense of the one that has to respond to it is also a fabrication. The whole thing is fabricated, and it's dependent upon the subject and the object of that fabrication, the object being the problem and the subject being you that has it. These are dependently co-arisen, so to speak. They're interrelated and interwoven and mutually fabricated, mutually. So the sense of the one that has to solve the problem and the sense of the problem that has to be solved which is a fabrication of any sort of story or problem or challenge or narrative. But they tend to have tropes, of course, among humans, but yours is your personal one, or it will feel like that. It's fabricated. So now what? What's here when the whole fabrication system is seen through and seen to be nothing but thought? Momentary glitches in consciousness, momentary fluctuations, momentary something. These just movements of mind, when we see that the binding experience is in the relationship between the fabricated subject and the fabricated object, it gets a lot less heavy and sometimes it gets like zero heavy, gone, like it's not just two-dimensional, it's one-dimensional and it's zero-dimensional and it's non-dimensional and it's just here, now, just presence, just clarity. No problem out there and no one back here that needs to solve it. And there never has been. All of that was constructed in a sense by the mind or fabricated by the mind and somehow bought into through this thing that feels like personal will. But it's not even that. It's a an effect of the relationship between the subject and object, between the perceiver and the perceived, both of which are fabricated But the seeming will, separate will, the struggle gets sort of, I don't know, fabricated I guess, but it's less of a fabrication or more of just an effect. And it it gets this almost feeling of being there, being alive, but it's not. And when we deconstruct this and see what a fabrication is on both sides, then there's nowhere for fabrication to arise, and there's nothing to get entangled in the fabrication. And then we see that the sense of the will itself, the struggle, struggling one, that which needs to grab, that which needs to be bound to thought, to believe, to push away, to pull toward, it's just not there. There's nothing there. It's kind of anticlimactic, and you're sort of left with this simplicity and clarity that isn't yours necessarily. It's not personal, but it's also non-fixated. Fixation just doesn't even occur here, it can't. There's nothing to fixate to without the fabrications. They're like anchor points for fixation. So just keep releasing those anchors again and again and again by reminding yourself of this, going through this process. And at some point you'll know what it is to live free of fixation because this reality, whatever you want to call it, energy, presence, whatever, it doesn't know fixation never has, never can.